umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. And today we're going to discuss Michigan's 28 to 16 victory over the Nittany Lions of Penn State. Well, Andy, what did you think of that one? Well, at the time, it uh, really seemed to be a critical game uh, for Michigan's future, but since Michigan State has uh, whipped Ohio State, uh, some of the luster, the win, and enthusiasm probably died a little, but still has a lot to be thankful for with Thanksgiving coming up here. Uh, Michigan has improved over the course of the season. I never thought in this world that they would be at this point in time without a without a viable running game, but they made up for that rather well against Penn State. And if they had not made mistakes like an interception, fumble, and so forth and so on, uh, they would have beaten Penn State rather badly. So I think the progress that they've made is apparent. I think the coaching staff is doing a heck of a job. And we'll see what they bring against Ohio State. I'm worried about that game because Ohio State got embarrassed last week. And if they, if Ohio State has a clear field, a non-breezy day, uh, they may have, be able to put their offensive arsenal to work and do some damage. But we'll see. I think Harbaugh has been hiding things all year and pointing toward the scheme and date. That you'll see schemes and devices that we didn't see earlier in the year, including probably, in my opinion, a lot more Jabril Peppers on offense. What do you think? Well, it's interesting. I don't know how to read what's happening down at Ohio State right now. It, Neither do I. It's unusual to see a team go full meltdown. And you know you have the issue of you have the uh, the drunken driving arrest that was a little you know off the field drama, which which is just another day in Columbus. But the way that the players took to Twitter after the game and threw the coaches under the under the bus, um, you know, it, Michigan and Ohio State's always a special game, and you know I think history dictates or history leads us to believe that Ohio State is going to come back and play a fabulous game. But boy, do they sure but boy, do they sure look like a team that's swirling down the drain. And you know, they have a great record and they've had a great run under Urban Meyer. But and you know, we got to remember that it was just their first conference loss, regular season loss, you know, under Urban. But you know, what I think of is the situation um, that he left down in Florida where things really started to unravel at the end. Um, you know, uh, uh, Tim Tebow did a lot for the PR of that company, or of that, of that company, of that team. But, you know, generally, you know, with his, with his positive reputation and all the good works he was doing. But when you strip away the veneer, that team was, was corrupt on and off the field. And um, Urban got out of town and, and you know, Definitely parlayed his situation into into another good gig at Ohio State, but I wonder when we see the way that his team responded to to a tough loss. I mean, it's not like they were blown out, 
Um, I think that that teams show their character. People show their character under pressure. And I wonder, um, you know, is this team going to respond and come back with a with a with a, a great performance, or will the meltdown continue? And is this indicative of something that's that we're going to see play out over the next couple of seasons? I mean, uh, is this the wheels falling off the uh, proverbial uh, urban truck, similar to what what happened down in Florida? I don't know. We'll see. But what I do know is that. As disappointing as um, this game not being for everything to go to the the Big Ten championship game, as it sits right now, it was still important for Michigan to do everything they could, and they did. And now we have to hope that Penn State can come through and and put a loss on Michigan State. But no matter what, Michigan needs to go play Ohio State, do well, and they are they would. You know, a good victory would put them in position for a New Year's, you know, top-tier bowl, and that would be quite an achievement in Coach Harbaugh's first season. Well, I'm surprised even at the nine victories. I didn't think they'd have nine victories at this point in time. They've they've kind of overachieved in that. But like I said, I'm disappointed that some parts of their offense aren't there. The running game is not there. Part of that's depth, and part of it was that there isn't a there wasn't a plethora of good running backs there. Ty Isaac hasn't worked out, and I was kind of expecting that he might do something this year, but he hasn't. But that's about the only palpable um, thing that I can say about that I don't like about them. They've been good on all three offense, defense, the special teams has its struggles, but all of them struggle, but they've been better at the end of the year than they were at the first of the year. And the future is all of a sudden looking like it's a bright sunrise there, that this is going to be the Michigan team that everybody has wanted for a long time but couldn't have. If not this year, if not right now, then soon. It's amazing to me the progress that Ruddock has made. Um, you know, I joke about Coach Harbaugh being the quarterback whisperer, and um, you got to believe that in seeing what he's done, you know, both in the pro ranks and, and now here at Michigan, that quarterbacks will be lined up to not only come to Michigan, but, but you know, come camp here. I think that what we're going to see over the next couple of years is that Michigan will will have the pick of the litter as far as quarterbacks go. And it'll be inter- that way now, don't you? It will be interesting to see if he's been able to make this much progress with Ruddock in one year. What will we see when he has multiple seasons to, to work and cultivate players? And um, I'll tell you, it's going to be really interesting to see that. Um, it, it's it's one of those things where um, I, I look at what he's done, and I'll tell you, boy, do you really want to go back and play Utah right now? I mean, to have that game back. And, you know, I mean, the thing that I'd say about, you know, if things play out and Michigan does get a chance to play in the championship game, Yes, they would have, could have, should have beat Michigan State, but they also would have, could have, should have lost to Minnesota and Indiana. 
you know, we've talked about, you know, the the what I say is there, there's football justice. And football justice is, is that, yes, we lost to Michigan State, but we also got some breaks in those games. It would be an entirely different situation if Michigan was blowing everybody out by four touchdowns and had only been tripped up by that trick play at the end. But, you know, I hate to say it, but you got to give the devil his due. Um, Michigan State shocked me by winning that game. I really did not see that coming. No, neither did I, especially not with a with a second string quarterback in there. O'Connor is a brand new guy there. And uh, what was that? The second game. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's an accomplishment to beat OSU, especially the OSU of today, uh, for any second year or second game guy. So, but the. Everything seems to come up sunny for Michigan State this year. I think that the rain, the wet field, kind of inhibited Ohio State's talent. There was a strong wind there, too. So I'm afraid if you remove all those impediments that they might play an entirely different, better game against Michigan. I'm worried about that. But I think Harbaugh has pointed all year towards this game. And he will hold back nothing, I hope. So they're going to go all holes barred. They got they, they've been making some stupid, some stupid mistakes too. They haven't been getting the calls that they earned on offense. It hasn't led to any uh, the calls that the, the, that that they've earned on either side of the ball, but. Still, they're making these foolish fouls, and they've got to quit that. They've got to play a clean game against Ohio State and play the best game today. They've done better than last year, but they're not at the pinnacle yet, and they still got to strive for it. Beating Ohio State would be another quick step in that direction as satisfying as fast food. Well, I've said this before, and I know that it's not exactly the, uh, you know, this is so different from Hoke's first year, when he managed to, to have a really good, you know, put together a nice season, but it seems so, so much more solid right now, and I still, and again, this is going to be not maybe not popular, but the success of this season for me was whether you could beat Michigan State or Ohio State. You know, we we, met, we had Michigan State on the ropes and and couldn't you know close them out. So I'm really hoping that I can that I can you know see Michigan beat Ohio State and that would really that would make this season particularly satisfying for me. Um, and uh, that's what I want to see, you know. Oh, well, that's what everybody wants to see, but whether we're going to see it or not is, uh, I think, a 50-50 proposition at this time. Uh, I think Ohio State will recover and come in there and play its best game of the year because they they are multi-talented. They can throw any of three quarterbacks at you, and they're all good. They've got good defense. Both is good. So they've got a lot 
Charlotte Phoenix was going to have to recover. We're going to have to play an air-free game and stop letting people be in games that had no business being there anymore. And PSU was kind of that kind of game. If we quit making mistakes, we would have beat them a lot worse than we did, and there wouldn't have been so much suspense in it. But I'm just hoping that they can keep this next one close, that it's close and it will come through in the end. I did like that two-minute drill that Jake put on just before the half when they were down and they answered. They came back on a 70-yard drive. I think it was seven plays with uh, uh, to gain the lead again. Yes, he's been taking a line. He's been watching Tom Brady a little bit. I must be. He's getting the two-minute drills down pretty well. Well, I think what we've seen is that we have seen a situation where, you know, again, Harbaugh is the premier quarterbacks coach in all of football right now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you look at what he's been able to do, and and again, I'll say it again. I'm interested to see what's going to happen, you know, when he has, you know, uh, so what's going to happen? I mean, Rodak is going to be gone, and are we going to see one of the quarterbacks currently on the roster be the starter next year? Um, you know, they've gone round and round about saving, you know, redshirting Shane Morris. Is, is he really going to be the man next year? Or will we see... I'd, I'd, bet, I'd, I'd bet on O'Quarren. I don't think it'll be Shane. So what's going to be interesting is, is it, will it be somebody who redshirted this year? Will it be somebody who's a true freshman? I think what we've seen from Harbaugh throughout his career is he will pick whoever he thinks is the best choice. And it may be a freshman, and it may be somebody who knows... But if you're a quarterback prospect, you have to be thinking that Michigan is the place to come. It's the first new year I never thought I'd live to see the day when Jake Rodock's name and pro quarterback happened in the same sentence. But Harbaugh is saying that he has pro qualities now. They build them up, and the kid is playing in accordance with that builder. So he's just improved night and day over what he was. And he wasn't indigenous to the system. He came in not knowing the system. All this has been built in a year. If they can do it with Ruddock, they're going to be able to do it with other players that have more natural ability at the position than Ruddock does. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. He doesn't have the fastest release in the world. But they can build up his moxie to the point where he's competitive with everybody. He can take a lick. He certainly doesn't get the uh, the targeting call, though, does he? No, he doesn't. And so let's let's talk. Let's switch gears here. Why is Michigan having trouble running the ball? They don't have. An offensive line that is talented toward that particular aspect of the game. They pass protect like warriors, but they can't run block. 
It's just not in their bag. I'm not saying that they're bad. They've improved a great deal. But they're only ordinary Big Ten. There are many lines, offensive lines in the Big Ten, that can run black better than them. The second thing is that they don't have any depth of talent, and they have only a one one style of back. Greg Johnson, I thought, had much talent, but he was been slowed by all kinds of injuries, and he's the kind of slasher that they need. They need some slashers. Smith really has had a heck of a season. He hasn't run the ball very hard, but the man can pass block. And he is tough as nails, and he can catch the ball. If they, if they swing him around and throw it to him short, he digs in and drives out there. I, I like Smith a lot more than I used to, but even so, right now he's dinged, and the rest of them are dinged. And nobody has developed this year, other than Smith, really, at that position, which is kind of worrisome. Yeah, they need I mean, an you have talent. you have Ty Isaac, who's MIA. You know, Derek Green, right. who's MIA. And yep. it's interesting because, I mean, we've seen we've seen some guys pretty down deep in the depth chart getting carries. So I'm really getting the the impression that they're trying to to find somebody. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I mean, to me, it's pretty clear that Devion is dinged up. Um, you know, again, yep, he's a he he's a trooper out there. He's giving it everything he can, but he is down a gear or two right now. And and you know that's what you're going to see at this point in the season. I mean, again, you know they got one more regular season game left. They'll have a month to to heal up for whatever bowl game that they're going to be. So it'll be interesting to see um, the how the running game improves with with some more practices and when everybody gets a chance to to get a little sharper. they need is an influx of talent uh, they're using Hankton some now in there oh did you notice all the receivers that we saw that you haven't seen too much like Grant and Mo Ways like that again they only each caught one or two but two or uh, one one, most of them most of those guys but there were three of them were in there uh, so they're getting some experience, and we ought to be lauding that crew of tight ends and wide receivers because we started the season thinking here is a great big liability. There's no talent there, and Chesson has become a renaissance man. He recovers fumbles. He runs uh, on the ground. He flies out there and nabs the passes. He's become one of the best receivers they've had in a couple of miles. He's made the same trip through the system that Jeremy Gallon did. Gallon couldn't hang on to anything when he first started. By the time he was a senior, he was a player, and the same thing has happened to Chesson under different management. Uh, and he's not the only one. You got Jason Avon again in, in Amara Darble. Guy's got hands, he's tough, he's got decent speed. So they're, they're coming on. And the fact that you're saying good things now about Ruddock is 
a real tribute to Harbaugh's ability to coach. Because if Harbaugh hadn't picked this guy, hadn't pulled him out of the blue, hadn't spruced up the quarterback and staff with a guy like a six-year grad student guy, if he hadn't done that, Michigan would be hurting at that position because I don't see anybody that even approaches him uh, back there. I don't think Shane and uh, or anybody else that's currently on the staff would have done as well as he has done. And it's the foresight of Harbaugh knowing what his team needs that make Rudolph available to us. But we may not be so happy if he throws six interceptions Saturday or something like that. Well, or goes down. You know, well, listen, he's had a good year. Well, Andy, the reality is is that we have a pretty good season in the tank right now. And, of course, you know, any kind of a meltdown would be disappointing, but it's not going to erase the steady improvement that we've seen from him. And I think that's the thing. Uh, you know, I really, you know, you can go back and listen to the previous podcast. I really was not impressed his first three or four games. I, I kind of thought we had seen everything we could see from him. Yeah, you and I discussed that a couple of times, too. Yep, you, and you can rub it in and tell me that you were right. That's fine. <laughs> but, you know, again, I, I had said, listen, we've seen most of what we can see from his career. And, and fortunately, you know what? He found another gear. And that seems to be the story of, of quarterbacks' lives under Coach Arbaugh, is that he finds a way to help quarterbacks elevate their game, and that's what he does. So, um, so any final thoughts before the game? Yeah, yeah. I hope that they present themselves nicely there, uh, that they're not too injured and uh, too beat up to do what they got to do because they face a monster. You know, Buckzilla is coming down, and uh, there'll be a mitzvah. No matter what happened to him last week or didn't happen to him, they see those striped helmets and they're going to be mad. So we'll see how it goes. I think that Michigan and its coaching staff can stand up to Ohio State, but whether or not we can give them the treatment that Michigan State just gave them in good weather conditions is another question. And as usual, we just got to wait and see because we'll get the answers. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for umgoblue.com on iTunes. Go Blue!